opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for March 22nd, 2022. Oh, wow, the sun is shining. It was really stormy here earlier this morning, guys, so... I guess that uh, nature has deemed it worthy to shine upon the call this morning, so I think that's a good sign. My name is Herbie Allen, and uh, today we're going to be making chicken pot pie. And uh, for everybody, um, we ask that you please remain muted unless you have a question, and if you do, then you can uh, just raise your hand, and we will get to you. So first of all, I'd like to thank Belinda for streaming the event this morning, and I also want to thank my co-facilitator, Tori. She is now a permanent part of Herbie's Cooking Corner. And, you couldn't uh, get rid of me. You can't. We can't get rid of her, so I said, well, you know, well, if you can't get rid of them, join them. And uh, so, <laughs> um, no, Tori's a great asset to the call because she can really offer some great alternatives for people that want alternatives to meat and stuff like that. That being said, I am going to do a vegetarian uh, slash vegan recipe in April. So um, by request, that's coming up a little bit later on. And I also want to thank Monica, who is actually truthfully like across town from me, who's hosting the event. So um, I guess I got to behave because uh, she can find me easily. <laughs> she knows where you live. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yes. So, yeah, she does. So, anyway, Monica, I'm now going to turn things over to you so you can let everybody know how to uh, participate and take it away. Sure. So <clears throat> to raise your hand on your PC, it's Alt-Y. To mute and unmute is Alt-A. If you're using a Mac today, to raise your hand is Options-Y. To mute and unmute is Command-Shift-A. If you're using an app on your iPhone or tablet or iPad, to raise your hand is under the More section, which is in the lower right-hand corner of your phone. You double tap that, swipe a couple times, double tap to raise your hand, and mute and unmute is in the lower left-hand corner. And if you're using a regular phone with a keypad, to raise your hand is star 9, as in the letter Y, and to mute and unmute is star 6, or the letter M. Back to you, Herbie. Thank you, Monica. All right. So this is a very simple recipe, actually, to make. We're not going to do like a homemade crust or whatever. But if I have time, one of uh, my uh, devoted fans actually sent me some information on uh, pot pie crust variations. And if I don't get to it, I will definitely try to include it for the ACB Cooks list, which you can subscribe to. ACB Cooks plus subscribe at groups.io. And I'll be getting all that to Courtney, aka Rebel Crafter, a little bit later on. So, what we need is a cup of cubed chicken. We need one cup biscuit baking mix, a half cup milk, one egg, and we're also going to need a nine inch pie pan dish. We're going to need butter and frozen uh, mixed veggies, or you can substitute and use regular veggies for that as well. And I'm reminded of one of the frozen veggies that I was planning on using. And we want the frozen veggies thawed. 
and we want the chicken pre-cooked. So I've gone ahead and pre-cooked the chicken. It is now sitting on my cutting board awaiting. I just used chicken breast and I cooked it for about oh, 30 minutes. And what we're going to do now is cut them into cubes. And they don't have to be precise cubes. So I'm just taking a sharp knife here. And it doesn't have to be too sharp for a cooked chicken because it's going to come apart easily. You probably could if you're not that comfortable with knives. Do this with your hands. Ooh, this chicken is a little bit tough. I missed this side. And of course, it's going to get cooked even more once it gets into the pot pie. But can also, um, sometimes I try to find like the thinner chicken breasts as well, which definitely can be easier to work with. Okay, so the pack I had had like three chicken breasts, so. Um, I am, these won't be perfect chicken cubes, but that's okay. The main thing is to make them sort of bite-sized chunks. Exactly. And uh, that's what we're going to do. And again, so I have my chicken on the cutting board. The way I'm using the knife is I have my fingers spread apart and I use that kind of like as a measuring guide. So I put, I spread my fingers on the piece that I want to cut and put the knife kind of like, like I'll set the fingers flat or curved and then the space that's created, that's where I will put in the knife to cut. And I can do this very safely. I have uh, yet to uh, cut myself, but uh, knowing where your fingers are is key to good uh, cutting techniques. Uh, Tori, do you have anything uh, you'd like to add on the cutting? Um, yeah, you also want to um, make sure that if you're um, gripping stuff so that you're doing it really tightly, you're, because your hands are going to get a bit achy from that, if you need to rest your hands a minute, stop, because otherwise, if your hands are hurting, that's when you're going to make a mistake and, you, and the knife or your hand are going to slip. Yep. Now, I don't know. I know there are for vegetables. I don't know if there's any aids for cutting meat, per se. Okay, I'm sampling the merchandise here. Um. Some of the but, things for cutting vegetables will work to cut meat. All right. I know a salad shooter may not that because they have said in the instructions. So that's um, a blender would, of course, well, it would finally yeah. great. Yeah. Um, that um, crocodile thing though might. Right. Okay. So um, if anybody's ever tried any adaptive ways of cutting meat, we'd love to hear from you. And now's a good time to find out. Monica, do we have any raised hands? Yes, Patty has a question. All right. Hello, Patty. Couple of things. Um, as I said in an earlier call that I attended, for anybody listening or here in the audience, there is a um, I can't remember exactly what it is called, but it's a cutting glove, and I can find out the name if anybody is interested. I got it. It fits very tightly over your hand. It is very thin. You can 
feel through it, but it is made out of a material that will, um, you can use it for the hand that is holding the knife, or you can put it on the other hand, flip it around, put it on the other hand to use that to protect your fingers while you are cutting. Also, for those of you who don't want to do the prep work, uh, Swans makes a very nice grilled seasoned chicken, or you can buy it unseasoned, and it is in very thin strips. Or, you know, if you've cooked the chicken and it's boiled, you can shred it with your hands. So that's just my... Um, it, I have this philosophy, work smarter, not harder. So, as well, yeah, and time. that glove thing, if you could send yeah. a link to it, if you can look will, it up and find um, the details to the yes. ACB cooks link, then they can have it for their resources. Oh, okay, yeah, I yes. can do that. I'll have my um, homemaker services lady send me that information. There are a couple of things that I can send you guys, yeah. So, yeah. uh, Patty, you've got, yeah. I got to tell you, you've been an inspiration to me just now because I have come up with a great idea for a call that maybe even you could facilitate. Oh, uh -oh. did I do more work? A call <laughs> devoted to frozen food services like Schwann's and yeah. HelloFresh um, and all well, that. What, you know, let's um, talk about what's what, out there. Well, the, and the thing is, is that I read a lot of Facebook and I see some people out there who are talking about they can't cook because... And they right. talk about all the prep work. And there's just so much out there that is already done for you. There's really no excuse to not cook. Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. And you've got to figure out what works best for you. Because um, I have, and the Schwann's might have some more availability than your local store, by the way, for frozen stuff. So that's something yes. to keep in mind. And they do take the snap card. Yeah, that is true. Yes. Um, I just don't always have the freezer space, unfortunately. But, uh. Um, all right. Well, that is definitely good stuff there. All right. So I've cut up the chicken. I'm going to wash my hands. And Monica, do we have any more raised hands? Not right now, Herbie. All right. So from your reg regular freezer, freezer section from the store as well, Tyson also has like fajita chicken that's pre-made that you can cook. Uh, sometimes I will mention with the pre-made stuff, like different uh, brands will have different flavors, so that's something to keep in mind too, but know that, that can be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, Depends what the flavor is and what your preference is, really. Exactly. So, alright, so now that I've cut up the chicken, what we need is the oven preheated to 400, which is already done. So what we're going to need now is two mixing bowls. And um, the first thing we're going to do is mix up the chicken, the vegetables, and the other ingredient that I forgot to mention it is actually on the uh, cooking call list, though the uh, community list, I'm sorry, is the uh, cream of chicken soup, which we are going to need. So what I'm going to do is get out a mixing bowl. I thought I knew where my mixing bowl was. And, well, we're going to improvise then. Um, I don't think it really matters what shape your mixing bowl is. We're going to use a container that has really high sides. And, and that works. 
And that, um, I don't think the food's going to mind. So now I'm just putting nope. the, ch the chicken in there. Unfortunately, I think the three breasts makes more than a cup. So um, I guess I'll use the rest of it for sandwiches. Or just snack on it like I'm doing now. I'm so a I'm such a professional host, guys, as you can tell. Um, next, I've got my can of cream of chicken soup. So this can is cool because it's one of those pull-top cans. And it's very much like a soda can. Except um, the lid is a, a bit bigger and you actually have to pull the entire lid off. It's not like... A, it's not... Um, pulling down a tab. I suppose beer cans are the same way as a soda can. I'm not familiar with that, but... Uh, One I've seen are. Yep, that's what I've heard, so... I'm glad for that confirmation. So, um... You have to be careful with these, though. You can cut yourself on the lid if you're not careful. So, what's nice is we don't need a can opener. And I'm going to lift the tab back... And now here's the tricky part. So you know, it's kind of, you know, it has a, it's very easy to lift back. You just push it up and now we're going to pull, put my finger in the hole and pull up. Ah, there we go. That was nicely done. The lid comes off. I'm going to throw it in the garbage. And that part where you put your finger in there when you're lifting, that's where you've got to be careful. You don't cut your head. Exactly. Um, and that just takes practice, again, you know, knowing how to keep your hands out of the way of stuff. Um, again, it helps. I'm really good spatially, so that I think that does make things a little bit easier for me. And I do try to keep that in mind when giving you all these instructions. Okay, just rinsing off my hands here, as you can hear. So I poured the cream of chicken soup into the bowl. And now we're going to deal with our veggies. So we're going to add in some corn, which is, again, this is... I'm using the frozen veggies. I could have taken out the time to do cooked veggies, or, you know, like regular veggies if I want, but here's where I'm cutting corners today. So it's, it gives us precise measurements. I'm just going to pour in what I think is good. And we're going to go from there and next we're going to do some frozen broccoli that i've got and um frozen broccoli there you are i know i told you to thaw so yep i talked to my food and so far as long as it doesn't not, talk back then yes yeah, so, so far it's not done that but uh Okay, so these broccoli comes in little florets, and I'm just going to tear them into smaller chunks for the pot pie. And so it really helps to have these thawed. And you can use whatever vegetables you want. Um, if it was me, I'd be doing a lot of like onions and peppers. Um, probably some garlic too. But I don't Good know. choice. Um, I don't know how the garlic. I, I should have thought about that with the garlic, but um, maybe next time you make it. Maybe next time I make it because um, but Chanel is not crazy about the onions and peppers, so I'm not going to do those for this one. Uh, somebody asked me yesterday about potatoes in a pot pie. I mean, I guess it would 
work if uh, that's what you wanted. Okay, so we're just uh, doing off some broccoli. And I'm just kind of making, mashing things down a little bit so it gets into the mixture. So when we get stirring, then uh, we'll have an even easier time. Okay, so let's do... And, you know, like I said, for this, I'm not doing precise measurements. It's going to be what it is, and we will call it good. But I'm using at least, like, six broccoli florets. Okay, and the one fresh vegetable we are going to use today is carrots. And for this, I've got the baby carrots. And we're going to take them out the fridge. I guess I could also try to add in some cauliflower, but I think the broccoli, corn, and carrots will be good enough for this today. And it would help if I actually put the frozen vegetables back in the freezer. Or the frozen broccoli, I should say. It already put the corn back up. So there we go. And now we're going to do the carrots. So I've got a bag here that I'm going to open and we're going to take some carrots out and start cutting. Where's my knife? Knife, okay. Actually just gonna use the same knife that I used for the chicken because well, it's all going in the same pot anyway. So again, putting the carrots on the cutting board, um, using the same finger method, trying to cut these into little circles that are going to go into our mixture. And just uh, chopping away here. Okay, now's a good time. So Monica, do we have any raised hands? Yes, we do. Patty has a question. All right, Patty. So the first question is, when you chop your vegetables, do you use a paring knife or do you use a serrated edge? So great question. So for potatoes, I use a paring knife, but for everything else, I prefer the serrated knife. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I find a... and. And people tend to fear a sharp knife, but I want to tell you that a very good sharp knife is safer than one that is dull. Yep. I completely I, agree. Yeah. Yep. I have a, a paring knife that I use for, it's a mid-sized one, and it is really sharp, and I use it for chopping as well as peeling. Um, so when you chopped your meat, did you use a serrated edge? Because I find yep. that easier to saw it up. Yep. Okay. I did. I was just curious. Now, one thing I will mention, though, that is important with potatoes. So I am a believer in leaving the skin on with potatoes. Yes. So I, I don't peel them. So that might affect the way the knife works, too. So, like, if you are dealing with a peeled potato, you might be fine with a sharp knife. But the skin makes it tougher, and so no, you I can do it with a pairing. You can do it with a pairing knife with it, um, the skin right. on. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. And the other if, thing, if, if, yep, go ahead. 
Sorry, the other thing I noticed you mentioned when you were dealing with your vegetables is some of them had not thawed. When that happens, dump them into a colander and run them under lukewarm water and stir them around and then shake off your water and they will thaw really, really quickly. And, yeah, and then right. we'll cook. Yeah, because somebody said thaw them in the microwave and the problem with that is they start cooking yeah, in the thaw process, yeah. even defrosting yeah. frozen You don't want them cooked, you just want them thawed. Yeah, they don't do well. So, Although for a pie like this, if they're not fully thawed, it's not a big deal. Right, no. right, right, right. But it's a good tip for every time. So. And you can yeah. also buy, if you're using, I was looking at the recipe, uh, corn, uh, broccoli, and carrots. You can buy what is called... In the grocery store, it's called California Medley, and it has um, broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, corn, and um, onions already in the mix. Just, All right. I was I, I actually did see that, but I was trying to find out what – I couldn't find out what vegetables were in the it's, mix, but I will uh, – that's good to know. Yep. We have something similar here, though it's called something different. They don't call it California in the UK? No, funnily enough, no. Funnily enough, well, I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, you guys have Safeway over there at least, so why can't they call it California? Actually, we don't have very many Safeways anymore. Oh, well. I actually, it's funny because I actually first um, heard of Safeway in England and uh, did not hear of it in the United States till we, my uh, grandma moved to Arizona and then we visited her for the summer. I was like, oh, well. And it is actually, yeah. Uh, was at least, oh, I don't know if it still is, but at one time it was owned by the same company, kind of. But that's a whole other story. Herbie, oh. Merle has a question. All right, Merle. I just have a comment about when you were cutting. You were saying yep. you keep your fingers open? Yep. Uh, I, I've always found that if I tuck, make a kind of a fist and to hold everything down, and then I guide, guide the knife with, uh, with my knuckles. You know, to to make my cuts. Yeah, he's he's. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. He did say also, you know, do it whatever way works best for you. That's yeah. how he yeah, does it. So, but, but but yeah, that's a that's a good way of doing it as well. Because that yeah. way, my that way, my fingers are out of the way and I don't cut myself. All right, that's good. And, that's a good idea. And I use and I use the ceramic knives that are super sharp. Good, excellent. Glad right, you found so while, a way that works for you. Yep. So while we've been um, talking, I've been stirring the mixture. Um, it's a little bit more of a challenge in a square container, but it works. Okay. Next, we need a separate mixing bowl because this, I think, is going to work better in a separate bowl, not doing the same bowl. And what we're going to do now is put our mixture for the uh, crust into the bowl. So what we need first is our biscuit baking mix and we need one cup of that. For this I've got the stuff in a box. It's the Pioneer Baking Mix. Now the um, biscuit baking mix, if you were to go to England, I don't know, they might think you're trying to make biscuits which are our cookies and uh, um, do they call it, so do they call it biscuit baking mix in the UK or what do you call it? Uh, we actually don't have it at all. So then this will be interesting to see how you would do uh, your crust with this recipe then. So let me get I've to got, I've, Yep, I've got some tips right about later. 
Yep. So, so yeah, biscuits over here and in the UK are completely two completely different things. So, um, so I suppose with Amazon, if you're willing to pay for shipping, you could probably get you could probably still get it over there if you wanted. But uh, it's cheaper to pay someone to come and cook it for me as well. Well, well I don't know <laughs> if I'm available. Sorry. Okay, so <laughs> I've opened the package of baking. This is the stuff, like I said, in a box. I've opened the package. I have um, poured it into the mixing bowl. I just used my measuring cup to uh, scoop it out. And I'm going to, we can either seal the bag, but sometimes it's safer just to put it in a Ziploc bag and I'm going to do that because then I know it'll stay sealed and then we can put it back in our pantry and there we go. Okay. Um, I forgot to ask you, Monica, do we have any more raised hands? We do not. Okay. Um, so I'm putting this in the pantry, and uh, I'll have to find some good uses for this later. Next, we need one egg. So let's go to our fridge. We're going to take out an egg. And while I'm here, I'm also going to grab the milk and get that out, because we're going to need it next. And I'm going back over to my bowl. We're going to crack the egg. Lift the shells away from each other and shake to make sure we get everything. Now I'm going to throw them away and wash my hands once again as I do not want to get raw egg on anything for various uh, reasons. So that is how that's going to work. Okay, next we need a half cup of milk. And I'm going to take my half cup measuring cup. And we're just going to actually go over to the mixing bowl for this. Because milk is one of those things that can sometimes spill. And we may as well have the spill go into the bowl. All right. And there that is poured in. Now we're going to put the cups into the sink and we're going to put the milk back into the fridge. And now I'm going to double check my instructions and make sure that I am not missing anything. So let us see here. Nope. Okay. So now what we're going to do is we're going to put our mixture together. And what do you know? I don't have disappearing spoons today. I'm impressed. So we're going to just stir this. And it's really not a difficult mixture. Um to stir. Might have actually preferred a different shape to mixing bowl, but I think the one I chose is a little bit too big. You know, I'm going to find a 
slightly different mixing bowl that's going to be better for me. There's the one I want. So in a crisis like this, we're going to wash out a mixing bowl that I had from last night. And pouring some soap and water. Does anybody have any questions? That was a good time. No one yet, Herbie. All right. So, what happens is I chose a container that's way too big for the, uh, it worked fine for the wet ingredients, but this container is just a bit too big for the dry ingredients. And so I'm going to work with a smaller bowl so I can get it to blend better. I am now going to dry this as we do not need any water in our uh, mixture. That would not be good. And now is going to be the tricky part, but I'm going to very carefully, good news is I have enough of everything. If I need to redo this, I can. But if you can avoid doing so, then that's even better. Exactly. We're going to pour into the bowl and now we're going to stir. Okay, yeah, this is turning out much better. It's thickening up the way it should be. And Herbie, Peggy has a question. All right, Peggy, as I'm hearing the fire bell. Um, that's not um, my smoke alarm. Yes, um, I was curious, is the biscuit mixture that you're using, is that like a Bisquick? Or like... So this isn't... Like, like pre-made something or... So this is a biscuit baking mix. Um, this is a this the one I'm using today is a buttermilk one actually. Okay. And you just so in the when you're shopping in the store, it's in your it's gonna be it's in a box. So it's a biscuit mix. It's not bisquick. It's an actual biscuit mix. Okay. And so you just look for that in your store, and like the one I have is the Pioneer buttermilk brand. But yeah, if you look for biscuit baking mix. Okay, so it's like as if you're making like the the buttermilk biscuit types. Well, like, it's not. Buttermilk. Yeah, but it's not like the stuff in a can or anything like that. It's an okay. actual mix. So don't. Okay. It's it's a dry mix. Yes, it's a okay. dry mix. All right. Thank so. you. Yep. Um, yeah, they do have biscuits that are in a can, but those are for putting in the oven. Those are not for uh, this type of. Thing and those cans are also a nightmare to deal with, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, so I think we've got this thing working now, it's thickening up. And Lucy has a question. Lucy, um, this is just a comment to what Peggy was saying. Um, Bisquick is just the brand name, I mean, like they have all different brands of biscuit mix um store brands and everything like that but i mean you could use bisquick if you wanted but i usually just buy like the the store brand of the biscuit mix it's cheaper <laughs> yep and i love this recipe because i've made this a lot i love this yeah all right this is good excellent so I think actually, I think I think I tried for something a little bit smaller originally, but this is 
what I ended up with from Walmart. So, okay. Now, how about my there it is. All right, so I've got a pie pan that I'm going to use for this recipe. And so the first thing that we're going to do, it says to do an ungreased pan, so that's what we're doing. I'm pouring the mixture with the chicken and vegetables and soup into the pan. And we're going to flatten it out using uh, the palm of my hand. And just uh, checking the bowl, making sure everything is out. It is. Okay, so, and remember, this is. Yep, I'm going to wash the hands, definitely. And remember, this calls for the pan to be ungreased. So, it doesn't really sense. need to be greased because the, the stuff's got enough liquid with it, so it shouldn't stick anyway. Exactly. All right, and then next, I'm going to dry up and get our biscuit uh, mixture on top. So this is uh, the fun part. It can be a little bit uh, messy, but uh, what we're gonna do is again, even out the mixture and um, we're going to just go ahead and use our hands to scrape the mixture out of the bowl anyway, because we're gonna need our hands to level on top. If you are very good and you wanna use a spoon or a fork or whatever or a butter knife to level things off nothing wrong with that i find i personally have to admit i find that a little bit of a challenge myself using external um, instruments to determine the level of something i find that the palm of my hand gives me the most tactile feedback i find the same thing so all right so we're just uh Scraping, so you just have to wash your hands constantly, but you can do it and uh, be safe. So the mixture now is on top of the chicken. I'm scraping the bowl, and now I'm just, again, making sure it's leveled off. There's uh, stuff not quite touching the sides there. All right. Come on. There we go. Okay. Last thing that we're going to do, which is the fun part, is cut up some butter and put it on. I am going to use the stick butter, the unsalted kind. So as you can hear, I am washing my hands again. And uh, we do not want to get this stuff over everything. Okay, now for cutting butter... This is actually very easy because all you need is a butter knife. You could also use spreadable butter and scoop it out that way. Um, but the thing with the unsalted butter is it's not going to add any extra salt to the recipe. So that's why I am using that. I tend to use the unsalted butter for baking and cooking and the salted butter for spreading. Um, that's just me. Um, but then if you like added salt to your food, then you might want to use the salted butter. Exactly. Uh, but don't tell your doctor. That's the end. Okay, so... I won't tell if you don't. Sounds good. All right. No, they just find out with their lab results. But uh, if you whole... do it too often. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the butter comes in the parchment paper for the stick. And the butter knife is a very dull knife. 
I, as far as I know, nobody's ever cut themselves with one of these yet. So I'm cutting off a cube, <laughs> placing it on the mixture. Next cube, cut, place on mixture, cut. Ooh, that kind of came out a little bit uh, weird, but that's okay. Place on mixture. And uh, let's see, next cut. Okay, that kind of came out of a big cube. So I'm going to cut that into two smaller cubes. Place on mixture. And uh, we're just going to use this whole stick of butter because it'll make the crust nice and fluffy. And then we're going to put it in the oven for about 30 minutes. Um, all right. Do we have any more questions? Any raised hands? There are no raised hands. All right. So I'm just chopping away here and um, putting the butter evenly on the mixture. And now we're going to have us a fluffy pie crust. And I'm going to place the wrapper in the garbage. And now I'm going to put the pan into the oven. Some stuff got on the bottom of the pan there. Oh dear, I should have put it on a cookie sheet. Set timer for 30 minutes. And what do you know? Siri understood me. I'm impressed. I didn't know that was possible. It happens sometimes. It does. Okay, so while this is cooking, now is another time to start. Now that this is cooking, if you have anything uh, you'd like to contribute, now's a good time to raise your hands. But first, we are going to send things over to Tori, who's going to give us Tori's tips. And so, ladies and gentlemen, live from the UK, um, in the middle of Wales, let's hear from Tori. Thank you. Um, so first of all, if you only want to make it meat-free, and can have every all the other ingredients you just fancy having it meat free then all you got to do is substitute your chicken for either some mushrooms or for those who don't like mushrooms as i know certain people don't um some some tofu is an option another option and then substitute your cream of chicken soup for a cream of mushroom or one of the other cream of like cream of celery or something like that um if you want to make it actually vegan, then there'll be extra substitutions because for example, the cream of soup is not going to work. So you will want to substitute that for some unsweetened coconut milk, which you definitely want unsweetened for this particular recipe. There are recipes where it doesn't matter, but this one, I feel like it does. Um, so, that would be what you would use instead of the cream of, ch of um, whatever soup. And obviously you'd need to substitute your um, milk and butter for dairy-free alternatives. And your egg, you will want to substitute that because it's for binding. You can't just leave it out in this case. And you'll want to substitute that for a small amount of cornstarch in a little bit of water. Um, and mix that in when you would be adding your egg. Now, 
if you can't get the biscuit mixture either because it's difficult to get hold of like it is over here I mean it's doable just not very easy um, or because of the complication of although most of those are vegetarian friendly most of them are not vegan friendly then another option is a pancake mix which um, easier to get hold of and um, some of those tend to be more likely to be vegan friendly than um, the biscuit mixes. Um, but again, if that's not an option because you can't find a vegan friendly one or because you can't have the gluten or whatever, um, then you can actually just use some flour, like either regular flour if it's just you can't find a vegan one or a gluten-free flour if it's that you need gluten-free. Um, I think that was um, about it. But if there's anything else that was mentioned in there that you want to know how to substitute, then go ahead and raise your hand and I'll do my best to answer. All right. Thank you, Tori. And did, do we have any raised hands? Yes, Lucy. All right, Lucy. Uh, Tori um, talked about this at the very end there, the gluten-free. Um, so... I am not that familiar with uh, with gluten free stuff. I should be because one of my nephews used to, uh, he had celiac disease. But anyway, um, is there a gluten free option for biscuit mix? Does anybody know? Uh, I don't know that there's any that you can actually buy that are gluten free. Mm -hmm. But the biscuit mixes are essentially just some flour with a couple of other bits, bits and pieces added to them. Yeah. So you could um, check what's in the mix that you want and easily get all, get versions and make your own. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a very good shortcut option, but if you want to do it a quick way where you haven't got to add a lot of stuff, then really all you need to do is use the gluten-free flour and that would work on its own anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Thanks. All right. Unfortunately, sometimes with alternative cooking, um, you do uh, lose the shortcut options, um, unfortunately. Yeah. And a thing to bear in mind is that um, for anyone who has the version that Herbie's actually making, and then later on, because they've got somebody with them who can't or won't have it, the other version, they try one of the, the alternative versions do bear in mind there will be a slight taste difference because once you change your ingredients, it changes the flavor at least a little bit. Yes, indeed it does. All right. Um, so uh, who do we have next? I don't see any other hands. All right. Well, guys, we have about 18 minutes left of the call, so we won't be able to get a live taste test. Um, so what to expect when it's done, it's going to look like a biscuit on top of, uh, the chicken. And, uh, so then you just kind of would use like your fork to, uh, scoop it out there and, uh, serve it that way and on a plate. So that's what we're going to get while it is uh, cooking. Um, Liz, I don't know if you're still on here or not, but if you are, are you able to talk about your pot pie crust variations?
I don't... She's not here. All right. So, no. Nope. All right. Um, very well. Well, Monica, it sounds like that you were using a Braille display. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, fortunately, I have the email that she sent me, so... As a general rule, when we make pies over here, it would be a um, actual pastry-type crust we would use. Yep. Um, so we would use, like, short-crust pastry or something like that on our uh, if, if we were making this recipe over here, as a general rule. Just some useless information for you. We do have some more questions or comments. Okay, and then uh, let's get through those, and then I will get to some of Liz's tips in a minute. Go ahead. Okay, Chanel. Go ahead, Chanel. Uh, you are unmuted, but we can't hear you. Can you hear um, me now? Yes. 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 Okay, there's a button. I wish... Anyway, so if I understand you correctly, then... You put the chicken down first, and then you put the crust on top? Is that yes. what you did? The chicken mixture. The chicken mixture. Yeah, the chicken mixture. Right. Yeah. See, 